It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heaven. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. And sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. I hope you had a great weekend. It is Fat Tuesday. Mike and I are trying to decide what we oh. will be giving up, not together, but individually, um, as we work our way through this. It's just hard when you start talking about the things you love and you have to give them up. All right. I'm going to do it. Talk to Squid Billy because, you know, again, he's, he's by the way, Squid used to be a fat kid and he, now he's in tremendous shape. His body fat's like 5% and th- he's got discipline. I'm going to try. That's it. No fast food. That's it. Fast food is out. 40 days, 40 nights. No fast food. You're done. Well. No Arby's. Again, this is a study in future. No Popeye's. You know where this is going, but we will start with the best of intentions and try to get healthier. Yeah. And let's see how many days. Squid, you're over under. Chris, you want to take a stab at this? 40 days, 40 nights. No fast food. On the merits, on the honor system. Thank you, Chris. There you go. Squid, how about you? Uh... Five or less. <laughs> I gotta no. be honest. I gotta be honest, Christy. Oh, no hope. Christy under is the play. <laughs> no hope whatsoever. So by Friday it'll be ah, the weekend's coming. Yeah, I mean, out. we'll see. But again, it's hard as an American to get through a week without eating some. Unless you are one of those CrossFit mutants that has the discipline of a Spartan. No Wendy's. Yes. I mean, all right. I'll try we, it. We do this every year. We do this every year. It's it, it is like. Uh, I don't know. It's Groundhog like, Day. It's so like, you're, you're disgusted with me even broaching this subject. That's yeah. Well, me. I mean, I'm not. Look, it's fun and it's great show banter, right. but this is like beating a dead horse. <laughs> I know you're not going to make it, and I'm sorry. I'm not. Tr- I, I want you to prove me wrong, but I have zero mm. faith. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, the gauntlet's been thrown down by Squid. Oh, uh, I, I understand, and I kind of agree with him. Here's the deal for me: mm. uh, caffeine. Can you do without caffeine, Chris? It's a long time to do without caffeine. You know. It's been probably almost six months since I've had a coffee. Okay, this wow. is where I, this is where so I'm at. Coffee is the only thing with caffeine in it. Well, for what he drinks, yeah. I mean, wow. I don't ca- like. Do you really count diet soda as a caffeine boost? So, I don't feel anything. Do you from count Mio Energy as a caffeine boost? I don't drink the energy but one. I, I drink do. the regular <laughs> one, Bo. So here's the deal. <laughs> okay, I think, mm-hmm. and I was talking about sugar earlier. We're going to get to the decision the Falcons have to make here in just a second. But if you're enjoying Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, mm. lots of uh, restaurants, OTP in town as well, celebrating. I think caffeine's the way because listen, uh, it's you're asking a lot here from me. Okay, I'm a big coffee guy. All right. I love my coffee, and if I'm doing caffeine, you know, obviously sodas you're talking about with with caffeine in them, boost drinks, bow. But that's what I think I'm going to do. All right, all right, I, that's healthy. I think I'm going to do that. We're making healthy decisions here. Let's I'm try trying. to get it I'm together. Trying. That's right. that's going to be my goal. Hmm. And I think, listen, if I get to 40 days, forget about it. Right. I mean, I might be on a streak. I might just keep rolling through the year like Chris and right. get to six months. But I, I, I gotta be honest though, like I, but I love my I love my coffee, man. I love my gourmet coffee. You have yours is so much harder. No offense, mm-hmm. Mike, but yours is so Thank much you, harder Bo. than mine. No, here's why. Here's why. You you can control your food intake. There's a lot of things that we don't think about that have caffeine in them. You're right. Uh, Pre-workout. Yep. All kinds of Mm. stuff that we all use that that end up with caffeine. I mean, you just don't you just don't even think about it, and then boom, you you, you've screwed up. Mike's Mike, yours is a little bit different because you have to 
go to a mm. fast food place and right. and, and, and no purchase McDonald's. it go out of your way. Right. This is a little bit different. And again, a big I'm a big no mo's big Dunkin' Donuts guy too. That's a big part of my playbook. No Dunkin'. All right, all right. I'm on a lot of stuff in my body right now. <laughs> See, the thing is, like you, I do. If we do the commercial rate deal, live well. It does not help the process by doing the fast food, all the bad eating that I do, and this coming well, off. It equals it out for you, right? right. I mean, with, with what you do. You could argue. You could argue if I didn't do the stuff I'm doing, I would be 600 pounds, and I'd be doing the show from the house, and I'd have to get the fire department to cut me out, <laughs> I'd, and I'd be worried about. I bitch. can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> And it would be Mike's fabulous 700-pound life, and I could be on TV, too. Yeah. All yeah. right. That's where we're at, guys. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. <laughs> Let's talk about what the Falcons need to do. These decisions for our team are going to start mounting, okay? And what I mean by that is once we get past the combine that starts next week and you start to, to lay out your draft board and you know more about these guys, and then we're going to get to free agency in March. But right now, the first thing you've got to take care of if you want to do anything, Mike, is franchise tag anybody that you right. may feel like you want to work through a long-term extension with, a long-term deal. Today is franchise tag window. It opens. It opened at 4 o'clock. Um, teams are not going to jump at this. It just is a window between now and March 8th where any player that receives the tag, okay, is going to be able to continue to negotiate a long-term deal mm. with the team. That goes through July 15th. That's what this allows you to do. So, right. listen, if the Ravens are serious about Lamar Jackson, they're going to do this. It'll allow them to continue to work through and, and figure out a deal that's fair for both sides, and they'll hopefully get it done. But, Mike, do you do this for Caleb McGarry? See, this goes back to when you and I were just having a conversation about it. It's funny, I ran into a Falcon fan getting ready for the flight coming back on uh, on Monday same with the same conversation, and he kind of said the same thing I said. He kind of shrugged. Because if I've got to say, hey, man, we're going to give you a deal, even though when people ask me about you, I'd say, yeah, you know, he's good, a good run blocker, pass blocker, probably going to have to have a fullback on that side if he's going up against an elite pass rusher, because you do. Mm. Is that the guy I'm going to give $70 million or more to? Now, I know it's a really thin class for offensive tackles this year in the draft. I mean, sorry, in free agency. You and I have talked about it. You know, you got uh, Mike McGlinchey is kind of like the gold standard. Even he has some faults on tape, if you're honest. And you said it earlier, whatever metric you're looking at, McGarry is a top four. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, listen, he's your guy. You drafted him. Okay, they didn't, but he's yeah. been here. Now, I had to pull the rug out from under him to get the best out of him. You did. Didn't pick up his fifth year. Now, what does that tell you about it? Do you read, you read into that? Well, Mike, I just don't think it's less expensive to go away from McGarry and bring in someone else who you feel like is capable. Let's just say we trade it out. Let's just say we're not going to resign McGarry and we're going to go get one of these other tackles that are in free agency. It's going to cost more. And if you say part of the plan, and this is what I was saying about this decision-making for the Falcons, if, if you say part of this is, all right, we're not going to you know, do this, we're not franchise tagging him and we're not going to work on a long-term deal, we're just moving on and we're going to draft another tackle, okay, well, now you're rolling the dice. Because whether you think McGarry is the guy or not, he looked really good in this offense. And that goes back to style. And, you know, style makes the fight, as you and I like to say. A couple of guys said, what about Juwan Taylor from the Jaguars? Ironically, he's like one of the best pass-blocking offensive linemen, but where he doesn't grade out well is in run blocking. And you, when you're going to run the ball as much as an Arthur Smith offense is, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, Juwan's been injured. There are rumors out there he might, he might retire. And that's another thing, guys. When you're looking at the free agent class, look for 27 and 26 and under. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And unless you're on the, and the only way you'd be on the wrong, wrong side of 30 is if you're a perennial pro bowler. And that goes back to a guy like Orlando Brown from Kansas City. Yeah. 
Exactly right. Let's hear uh, Joel Corey. He is a capologist. He was talking about this on our morning show on whether or not the Falcons should, should franchise tag Caleb McGarry. I don't think you franchise him because an $18 million franchise tag is more than his uh, multi-year market value. You try to get a deal done. The fifth-year option for $13.202 million was rightfully turned down um, last year. The most recent data point in the marketplace for right tackles is Jack Conklin's $15 million per year extension he signed right before the end of the regular season uh, with the Browns. So something along those lines would probably make sense for him, and you could have a much lower cap number than you would have on a franchise tag or even the fifth-year option he's not playing under. That's the smart play. Mm. You don't overpay by franchise tagging him because, again, if you don't work out a long-term deal, you're still paying him way more than you should. According to Joel, you just heard the range. I said four years, $50 million, mm-hmm. if you could get it. It's, it's, a, it's under value. Right. But, Mike, if the value for him was going to be 12 to 13 to $15 million, why are you paying him 18 a year? Well, that's just it. And as we said, the guy I mentioned, Carl, earlier, I think it was the 3 o'clock hour, the dude, which I keep coming back to in my mind's eye, is Sam Baker. Mm. Sam Baker was a tackle that we had, and he would get banged up and miss some games, and then he had a big contract year. And then you paid him, and he went back to getting hurt all the time. And in that, that, this isn't about injury. McGarry. McGarry's been pretty durable. We're just talking about the effort, and then you, you're overpaying, and you almost feel like you're outbidding yourself. But when you take away a guy like Jawan Taylor, McGarry comes out to be one of the top three linemen that's out there. As far as tackles, Isaiah Wynn's also out there from the Patriots. He is. Uh, 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Chris, we put that poll up today because it's there at Dukes and Bell. Want to hear what you guys think um, online at, at Dukes and Bell 929. By the way, these franchise tag numbers, again, if you're a quarterback, let's just say it's Lamar. They don't work out a deal. He's going to get $32 million this year. He's not getting 50 like Aaron, which is where he wants to be. He's mm. not getting 46 Okay, like Patrick Mahomes, which is where he wants to be. Now, you're going to say, wait a minute, those guys have done more. We're not talking about that. The market is the market. And if you're considered one of these quarterbacks, Mike, this is the number. And the number is from 32 to somewhere between 46 and 48. Now, how much of that is guaranteed is really all that matters. But this is why this number, these numbers are important. If you want to take care of Saquon Barkley, you're a Giants fan, you're going, let's franchise him. It's going to cost you $10 million. Now, are you paying, and, are yeah. you paying him 10 mil a year well, to work out a long-term deal? See, that's the ultimate irony, because if you can't get a deal with Daniel Jones, you only get to tag one. Daniel Jones is not worth a new contract, to be honest, but they got the most out of him because Saquon Barkley was healthy for the first time in three years. So you've got to get Saquon Bar- back. Otherwise, the whole thing doesn't work for what Brian Dable's trying to do. So Joel Corey was saying about our situation, you work out a long-term deal with mm-hmm. the running back because the market is smaller, right? meaning the, right. the money is less. But you got to franchise Daniel Jones to figure out where his his value is. If Daniel Jones is a $32 million quarterback, which is very possible in this market, Lamar Jackson's a $40-plus million quarterback. Right. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. And that's where, you know, we, we don't know what's going on in those negotiations, but Lamar has wanted anything from Patrick Mahomes to Deshaun Watson money. And as, a, you know, as an MVP within the last three years, Probably should get it. By the way, guys are coming at us on text. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. How are we going to go do this? They don't want McGarry. So if you don't and you don't want to get in the free agent pool for tackle, you would draft somebody like Peter Skaronsky for Northwestern. Correct. And then you would have dressed 
Yeah, again, not a lot of great edge rushers in the uh, certainly in the in the free agent class. Great defensive tackles. Bo Morgan's been talking about Deron Payne. There's a couple of really good defensive tackles. It would change the game for us here. But and but you go draft your tackle. Well, see, that's the other thing. If if you, if you draft or if you go out and get one of these big time DTs in in defensive tackles in in free agency, and you move on from McGarry, Mike, and your draft strategy is Ritter's our quarterback. Right. But now we've addressed the defensive line. We're going to go draft another offensive tackle, maybe the best guy on the board. I'm fine with that. And there will be now, the last few years, we went and did the Drake London pick because there was a run, Alave, and all the other wide receivers went. We are probably at eight at the beginning of the big run on offensive tackles. Our buddy Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network's got a really cool mock. Just some names. Again, you know Paris Johnson from Ohio State. We saw him here. There's a Broderick Jones, of course, played at Georgia. There's a bunch of guys, and you could argue there might be three or four linemen. So if you could, if that's your strategy, you got to commit to offensive tackle, which is not sexy, and we haven't done it since Lindstrom, but we need to do it too. And I'd like to get it off the tree and not stick with the barrel. All right, one last thing. Todd Munkin introduced today as the coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens while we're talking about franchise tagging because, again, the window opened today. Here's what he said about Lamar Jackson. Elite. You know, he's got an elite skill set. I mean, it's obvious when you watch him on, on film. I mean, the things he can do with the football and the plays that he makes. And uh, I think he's underrated as a passer. Maybe I, I think so in terms of his ability to make plays and throw it down the field. Um, so and you've all seen it. I mean, I'm like you. I haven't, I mean, I'm no different than you. I watch what you guys watch, you know, and it's pretty amazing. Then pay him. Right. Now, Munkin just got there. That's, he's that's he's not, walking into this uh, this hornet's nest. But, yes, but that's not his decision. His deal is how good, if you're here and he's back, how good is this offense going to be? But if he feels that way and Harbaugh feels that way and Bashadi feels that mm-hmm. way, pay him. All right, we got more to get to. You guys can go vote at Dukes and Bell 929 uh, on our poll question about Caleb McGarry. When we come back, though, it's about putting in the work, and I mean it. It's Dukes and Bell. The Atlanta Hawks dismiss coach Nate McMillan today. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, he has been let go. Nate will no longer coach the Atlanta Hawks as we move past the All-Star break into the final 24 games of the season. So, we've talked about it. Atlanta, many of you wanted this. Many of you said this is the change that needed to happen. We do not know at this moment, okay, who is going to take over or what the circumstances are as to who will be running the team on a day-to-day basis. But the Atlanta Hawks have dismissed coach Nate McMillan, and he will no longer be the coach. Yeah, as we said a lot the last few weeks, hate that it had to come to this, but it had to come to this, didn't it? I mean, you've got to do something, Carl, to get something out of this squad. You've got a core group that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. You've added DeJounte Murray. You know, I mean, it's yeah, we talked about Travis Schlenk and all the things that have happened in the front office, but at the end of the day, there is a disconnect with the players. Those last two games are humiliating. Defense is what Nate wants. They don't play defense. Defense is hustle and commitment. So you're not listening to your coach. It's not fair to Nate, but coaches do get fired in this league all the time because you can't fire all 15 guys on a roster. Joe Prunty is going to be the interim head coach, okay? And, again, this is fluid. Stuff is mm-hmm. coming down as we speak. Um, Joe's been a, a, a coach for a while. Um, he was the, the Bucks interim head coach for a while. He's been around the league, but he is going to take over as the interim head coach. Mm. All right, listen, there's a lot here. 
I told you guys that I did not believe that changing the coach would change a whole lot. We're about to find out. And the reason why this is important, and good luck to Nate. Um, you know, again, I thought he did an admirable job when he was the interim coach and took over and we went on our run. But Mike had said it. Maybe they had tuned him out, whatever the circumstances. But now we're about to find out, Atlanta, where the blame really lies. Because if we go on a run, Mike, and we are sparked by this, Mm -hmm. then it makes you wonder what was going on. But if we don't, then you have to wonder who will they bring in because, again, I don't think this is the long-term answer. No disrespect to Joe. They're going to do a a search, and they're going to make sure that they are trying to bring in somebody who can vibe with the star of this team, which is Trey Young. You want to keep DeJounte Murray around and not have him opt out early? You better get the right guy. But with Nate being dismissed today, Mike, it gives the Atlanta Hawks a lot of options to move forward. But this is news because a lot of you said they wouldn't do anything. And I said, this is the time to do it. Yeah, if you're going to do it, you do it in the All-Star break. Although the All-Star break, of course, unlike baseball, or you know, it's, it's not in the middle of the season. You've only got 23 games left. Nate had, what, 37, 38 games left when he took over the team from Lloyd Pierce. And they went 27 and 11 all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Joe Prunty, as Carl mentioned, he's a pop assistant back in the day. Been in the NBA for years. He's a guy, for those who don't, you watch the Hawks on TV, the sort of silver haired with the glasses. That's the guy who'll be taking up. You see him in the huddle. You see him with a dry erase board. That's the guy that's going to be the interim head coach. All right, Chris, breaking news. I'm going to open up the phone lines at 404-741-0929. Okay? want to hear from you guys. Does this change anything for you as a Hawks fan now as this is played out over the All-Star break? And we're going to come back. And first, first contest for us is Cleveland on Friday. Okay? Hmm. I don't know how much Joe is going to do things differently. If he will, I'm I'm assuming, Mike, listen, he's going to over the last 24 games. We've got to make a push. 404-741-0929. How do you feel about this? Is it the right move? And where are you when it comes to these Hawks now with this move being made by our organization? Trey Young was a relatively young player the last time this went down. And as we said, you had Lloyd Pierce, and they kind of apparently weren't laughing at the same jokes. Nate comes in. They go on this amazing run. One of the things that was kind of one of the hallmarks, would you say they played good defense under Nate on that stretch run? Yes. They played some good defense. That defense is non-existent right now with this Hawks team. And as you said, half-court offense for Prunty. Is there any, any things he felt maybe we can do and he can change? This team's got enough talent to be this car, at bare minimum to be the sixth seed and be locked in the playoffs. You start your search immediately. I think, Mike, to be honest with you, this has been going on. I think this has been going on. Surprise now, they don't do this out of respect to the All-Star weekend. That's why I mean you could have done it yesterday. Correct. You could have done it. You could have You don't take any you don't attention do on, away. You don't do it on a Friday or a Saturday, obviously. You don't take Sunday. any attention away from All-Star festivities. You become the story. That that's not something they wanted to do. But now we're in this break. And we're going to get a chance to see how, how this shakes out. Uh, let's grab Sean in Conyers, who wants to uh, talk about Nate McMillan being let go. Sean, thank you for listening. Breaking news as Nate has been fired. The Hawks are starting their search immediately for our head coach. Again, Joe Prunty is going to be the interim. What are you thinking? How do you feel about this? Um, first, thanks for taking my call, guys. Um, I feel like it needed to be done, and I agree with you, and that we're really going to find out who is to blame because, I didn't really see a problem with Nate asking the guys to play defense because when you watch the playoffs, the teams that really play defense end up making it deep into the playoffs and end up going to the finals. So I don't know if the Hawks are going to go for uh, just an all-out offensive. I can't remember the name of the coach who used to coach Phoenix who was like – Oh, my Dan Tony, yeah. 
Mike D'Antoni was like, yeah, we'll cover the defense by playing, you know, more offense or whatever. I don't know if that's going to be the Hawks' strategy. But uh, we, like, like you said, we're going to find out who's to blame because uh, if they still can't get it together with a new coach who maybe goes with an all-out offensive, then I, I think it'll be on the players. Appreciate the phone call. Thank you for chiming in. You can hit us up at 404-741-0929. I don't think you've been paying attention to us. This is shocking. No. No. I mean, if anything, I, I want – I mean, you hate to have to have this happen, but when the team is floundering the way it is and wrestlers paid – now, he hasn't gotten the luxury tax, but he's right at the cusp of it. He spent a lot of money on this team. Team's underperforming. I said, Carl, back in December, I thought the time was to do it. Steve Coonan said, let's let this team get healthy. healthy. Well, guess what? They're healthy, and they've been a 500 team all season, and they're still a 500 team. Because they don't – and the other thing is, we've said it a million times, it's not always Nate versus Trey, although the conversation sometimes feels that way. What is the Hawks' identity? What was our identity underneath the last two seasons? You can't even think of one. Now, Ime Udoka is out there. I do think he will get a second chance. Um, the Celtics have already made their interim coach, who took over for uh, Ime Udoka, um, their head coach. They've already made that move. Ime Udoka is not going back to the Celtics, is my point. He will be available. I, I don't know who else they may be looking at, Mike, but I know a lot of our listeners are saying, just go get Ime Udoka. This is what I know, guys, and we're going to grab uh, Chris in College Park, uh, Bogey in, in Snellville here in just a second. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. If you're just joining us, Nate has been fired by our Atlanta Hawks. We get back to action on Friday. Trey Young's been here five seasons. We're about to be on Coach 3. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not telling you it's wrong, but sometimes this is not a perfect fit. You don't put the shoe on and it fits perfectly and you walk out of the store and you go, man, sometimes those shoes have to be broken in. And I think for us to just sit here and go, well, this is the way it's supposed to be. In year seven, if we're talking about five coaches, it's a problem. So I want to know, Mike, where this goes with the vision of whoever's going to take this over and what is the plan for Trey and how this works. Well, whether you believe that there's a disconnect with Nate and Trey, and there was certainly a lot was reported earlier this year. And again, one photo, guys, after winning against Portland doesn't mean everything is kumbaya, but that's how some of you guys break this down. Look, Trey at some point needs to be the leader on this team and be the focal point and not just be the guy who shrugs and says, well, we'll try harder next time. And, well, you know, we didn't really play. You just want some accountability. We did hear that from DeJounte Murray. I don't understand how Trey's three-point shooting goes down. I don't know how bringing DeJounte Murray in makes Trey more of a facilitator. I thought DeJounte would be the facilitator and Trey would be the three-point shooter. But you guys have told me that was Nate's scheme. Then if that's Nate's scheme, he should have been fired at Christmas because it makes no sense. Yep. So let's get, the, let's get some motion. Let's get John Collins. Let's design some stuff for John Collins while we're paying him $25 million a year. Also things Nate doesn't do on a consistent basis. DeAndre Hunter's effort, that's from DeAndre Hunter. He's got to look at the man in the mirror just like we talk about Trey. Let's grab Chris on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game in College Park. Chris, what are your thoughts on Nate McMillan being fired by the Hawks? Hey man. Hey man. Thanks for taking my call. Uh I'm I'm supremely disappointed. Uh and also relieved for Nate on a personal level. I I think he's at his wits end. I've been on the you know, different shows saying that. Uh he's at his wits end, didn't know how to capture the team anymore. Uh I think he exhausted a lot of his energy. Uh and true enough, Mike, I was dismayed at some of the calls and stuff that, that, that transpired with the team, but I think it was Nate 
uh, old school approach, just trying to, you know, search for anything he could to spark the team, and, and the message had got lost. It's very disappointing that this is the man that they got the spark under to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, and here we are a couple years, 18 months later, and he's lost his job. I'll be real interested to see if this coach who was under uh, Popovich uh, gets a spark under them, uh, kind of like Budenholzer, a protege of, um, of Popovich, but I'll be interested in these last few games, and I hope to God that this guy sticks and maybe we can do something next season. Thanks, Good stuff. Guys. Yeah. As we said earlier, Prunty is the, uh, the sort of gray-haired guy you see with glasses. He's been with Nate for a number of years, and he's been, as you mentioned, with Pop, so his pedigree's pretty solid. He's been a lifer in the NBA. All right, here's the deal. Um, well, listen, with this breaking news, we're going to push Grant. Let's push Grant if we can, okay? Grant's supposed to join us, but this is something that a lot of Hawks fans had been talking about. We've been in the arena. You guys know. We're down there. We're, we're around this team. This is a lot of chatter, but it, but it happened today, and they pulled the trigger. We want to hear more from you, and we're going to talk more about it. We're going to push Grant. Grant's going to join us at 540. We'll push him into the 6 o'clock hour to talk about Braves, Hawks, Fire, Nate McMillan. It's Dukes and Bell. More of your thoughts at 404-741-0929. It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell. If you're just joining us, the Hawks have fired Nate McMillan. We are in the midst of an all-star break. Our team plays again on Friday against the Cavaliers. Uh, Joe Prunty is going to be the interim head coach. I want to say something here real quick, and then we're going to grab your phone calls. I know we got a lot of people who uh, – are holding on at 404-741-0929. And this is just reaction. We've talked about this all season long. What's wrong with this team? Why are we not living up to the the abilities of what we thought this would be? We think we're a top-four team in the East. We haven't played like it. And there's been too many ups and downs, and we're, we're not a 500 team. I mean, we're barely a 500 team. Mike, here's the thing I want to point out, and then we're going to grab some more phone calls. I said to you months ago, Kenny Atkinson wants to play. Now, the job wasn't open, and I don't even know if Kenny wants to come. But I got to tell mm. you guys this, and I know Kenny. Mike, he turned down Michael Jordan and the job to coach the Charlotte Hornets because he didn't feel like things were right with the management. Mm. Okay? If things are not right here, meaning who has a voice and how things are done, he's not taking the job. And I could say that could go for Quinn Schneider or any of these other guys that people are talking about right now that may want to come. I think there will be a nice list of candidates. But if you're going to go Charles Lee, one of the Bucks assistants, now you're talking about the Bud coaching tree. You're bringing Coach Bud style back. All these things that you want might play. But I'm telling you, I know some of these guys, they're not going to come in with dysfunction in the front office because that means they'll be here two years and it'll be a waste of time. Right. Something's got to get figured out. What do you think the perception of Trey is around the league? I think we learned a little bit of that by the fact that his peers didn't respect him enough to put him on the All-Star team, even as a reserve. Do you think that translates to coaches knowing that I may win some games, but there's a, ultimately it's going to come to a head with my superstar? Whoever comes in here, and I don't even know what Joe Prunty's relationship is with, with Trey, but let's just say it's one of the – let's say it's Quinn Snyder, Mike. Let's say it's one of these guys we're talking about. His number one job is going to be to try to come to understanding with Trey about what they want to get accomplished. His job is to facilitate Trey to help him become a champion. How do I do that? I don't know what happened with Nate. All I know is you guys told me this was the answer two years ago, and Mike was just telling me it looked so good. How can it look so bad now? I don't know. But what I do know is this is a new opportunity for this team to reset. So, Mike, in the same season, and here's the other thing. If you're an outsider looking in, 
You got rid of the general manager who had the plan, and now you've gotten rid of the coach that the general manager said, hey, we want to elevate this guy because look what he did. This is a clean slate. Yep, so hopefully, you know, you – now, I, I don't even know if we want to entertain the idea that Prunty can do a great job because Nate was an interim. We did 27, what, uh, 27 and 11, 38 games. This coach, this interim, will have 23 games to get this team in. And I know that the schedule is one of the tougher ones in the games remaining for the Hawks. I believe it's the uh, second toughest schedule in the conference. So this is going to be a, a work. Now, unless there were things that some of the assistants felt we could do and Nate was the guy that was just, you know, nope, 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 not allowing that to happen and evolve – but, Trey, there's got to be accountability. Yes, both, your co- you can lose two coaches in the space of three seasons. Something's wrong. How much of that is on the guy who's the superstar and should be the leader of this team? We're going to find out. This is going to be a nice sample size. 23 games. Do these guys start playing a lick of defense? Carl, just real quick. 2021 run when he took over, they played good defense. They did. How do you think we got there? How do you think we almost beat the Bucks? They played good D. Hadn't played any since. Really haven't. All right. Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. Quinn Snyder, if you're not familiar, was with he was with Jazz. us. As right. a matter of fact, he right. was here with Coach Bud. Left, went to the Jazz, had a nice run, Mike, and then was like, "I need a mental break." I don't know where his head's at. I don't know if Quinn Snyder wants to get back into coaching right now. He could easily have mm-hmm. done that. So we'll see. Uh, Kenny Atkinson is the top assistant with the Golden State Warriors with Steve Kerr's staff. Charles Lee is with Coach Bud with the Bucks. These are names that were thrown out there. Ime Udoka is pretty much a free agent, guys. He was let go with the Celtics. And it's really all a matter of the uh, the franchise and how the organization feels. Some folks, and there were some stories written in, who said that maybe uh, Udoka's got to sit out a year or more until it gets uh, some of the heat is off of that story. Some folks, and it depends on the culture in your, in your uh, organization. If you feel there's female employees that said that's not an option. That was the situation in Brooklyn. That's why Jacques Vaughn got the job. All right, let's talk to Bogey in Snellville. Bogey, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How are you feeling about Nate being let go for our Atlanta Hawks? Hey, man. Hey, man. First time calling, long time listener. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, Nate being let go was was due. Uh, I think that the team was showing a lot of disrespect uh, in terms of uh, Nate and not following his uh, his game plan. At least it appeared they weren't following his game plan. But let me throw a name out there. I would like to see Mark Jackson. Ah. I think that Mark Jackson could come in here, being an old point guard, to work with Trey, and maybe find out exactly what the real problem is. It's a great pull. Now, for the guys who don't remember, Mark Jackson was coaching Golden State before Steve Kerr, and Mark Jackson kind of got a little sideways in some of the folks in that town. He had some religious points of view that didn't jive with some other folks. It was kind of a victim of PC. He segued since the television, and obviously Mark does a fantastic job. What did Mark want to get out of the booth? Hand down, man down. If you're going to tell me – now, listen, if you're just talking about the point guard position, we just had a coach who played that. Matter of fact, he played alongside one of the great defensive players in the game in Gary Payton. So if you're saying this is just a new voice with Mark Jackson and maybe Jackson can relate more to our star, so be it. But the whole point guard thing, we just had that. Yeah, Nate was. Yeah. We just had that. So I don't know if that's the answer. If you're telling me the answer is a guy that can maybe relate to Trey more, because I got to tell you, Mark Jackson is loved mm-hmm. by yeah. Steph Curry, loved, okay, by Clay Thompson. Wasn't their fault that he wasn't wasn't there for this run that probably should have, you know, gotten him a few rings. Either way, I have no problems with that. Listen, Patrick or Bogey, let's put all these guys on the table and see what fits and then who's interested. I have no issues whatsoever you saying Mark Jackson if he wants to coach again. Now, there was something that was out there that Mark Jackson did bring some accountability to Golden State as they were rebuilding that team. 
then, of course, I mean, they kind of they ran away. It was the Clippers. They, they got beat in the playoffs, and the thing popped up about uh, some situations of homophobia. Was like he was accused of, and that's why they pushed like San Francisco for obvious reasons. That's going to be a sticky issue. I love Mark Jackson. I love it. I, that'd be a great hire. But again, he's he's nine years removed from being a coach in the NBA. All right, let's grab Patrick in Buford. You're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The Hawks have fired Nate McMillan. We are in the All-Star break. Patrick, how are you feeling about this? What do you think it means? I think it means, well, first of all, thank you guys for taking my call. Here's the issue. It's not that difficult. You have your best player doesn't want to do things when he doesn't want to do things, and no coach worth his salt mm. will come here when your best player is tied up to the owner's son and anything I tell him to do that he doesn't want to do, he can just go over my head. No coach worth his salt wants to do that. No person wants to do that and work at all. Where I go into a job and I know I can't tell the people under me what to do because I know they're cool with my boss, nobody wants to do that. The issue is you have a play, you, your best player does not listen and does not want to do the things when he doesn't want to do them, if that makes sense. It does. It does make perfect sense. Right. Every guys who are not familiar with what we're talking about here, the article that came out after Christmas uh, in The Athletic uh, about uh, Nick Ressler and his uh, expanded role in running the Hawks and things you could argue may have been some friction, which created Travis Schlenk being forced out, including the, uh, the the give to get DeJounte Murray, what you gave in draft picks, amongst others. So, yeah, it's, it's a great point. And you, you lose credibility in that, in that locker room. Like, i got to be honest, though, but Nate, Nate's not the only coach who has to deal with whether it's the, the owner's son. It's a player's league. Players dictate. Coaches get fired all the time. That's just the way it is. I mean, look what happened in Brooklyn. Nash was out before he was even there. You're right. Let's go to Chip. Chip, you're up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Thank you for listening. Hawks fire Nate McMillan. What do you think? Hey, man. Hey, man. Not surprising. Um. They had to do something, and they did. I hate it for Nate, but I think it just it, it just grew stale with what what uh, he was trying to put out there. And you could see the product wasn't working. And uh, you know, to say this uh, about Hunter, we know when we drafted Hunter that he was a defensive player, and I got to come to his defense a little bit because he was never an offensive player. Worked on his game and got there, but the the referees are just not letting that guy. Uh, show everybody his potential of being a defensive stopper. The only thing I see Hunter do is always raise his hand, what I'm doing, what I'm doing. Right. But to get back to Nate, I just hate it. Uh, Trey, y'all can leave Trey alone. He did everything that they asked him to do. He came in. He transitioned as a facilitator. You can see his stats. He's giving the ball to all the guys that need the ball. And, of course, his three-point shot going to be shot. I mean, he's not going to be as consistent because he don't shoot as much. Um, and that's all I got to say, guy. But okay. I enjoy your show. Appreciate that. And that was a question I was asking Carl earlier. I thought when DeJounte Murray got here, that would mean Trey without the ball more. And I'm glad that Trey's getting more guys involved, but that makes no sense. DeJounte Murray brings the ball up. They need to be on the floor more often. And you needed to add maybe some veteran point guard help so you could keep those guys on the floor at the same time. And by the way, DeAndre Hunter, his scoring is up two and a half points, but it's a great point. He's in a lot of foul trouble. More to get to, guys. Hawks fired Nate McMillan. The Hawks have put out an official presser. It is official. And we're going to continue to talk about it with you at 404-741-0929. When Mike and I come back, there's something that needs to be addressed about this. We'll tell you about it next.